0: Hi and welcome to the Love Learns podcast. My name is Dion Zara, just your average girl wishing to learn more about love and relationships. As a young girl I always dreamt about my wedding day and to be fair I still do sometimes. With many couples around me I quickly came to realise love isn't as straightforward as the movies make out. So I thought I'd have conversations with couples who made it past happily ever after to learn more about love and when I say love, I don't mean like the movies and fairy tales, I mean L-O-V-E, learning to be open, vulnerable, and empathetic. So if you're ready to learn, unlearn, and discover love through couples, you're in the right place. Hi, and welcome to the Love Learns podcast, where we learn, unlearn, and discover love through couples. This week, we have Eddie and Sophie, um, where they did long distance between London and Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, So yeah, they talk about their story and um, I know Eddie and Sophie through church as well. Um, I've worked with Eddie for a very short period of time. Um, When I was starting to work for a certain um, church, he also started he was working there and just about to leave. So it was kind of like a transition period. Um, But yeah, we've kept in contact on Instagram um, and I reached out to him and asked if him and Sophie would um, come on the podcast and share their story. And they were very excited too. And I was so excited to have them because they were newlyweds as well. So we have a newlyweds. So last week we had Sam and Joanna who'd been together for six years, and um, this week we have a newlywed. So we have it from a perspective of newlyweds as well. Um, But yeah, they will tell us a bit about their journey. Um, Eddie was here in London and Sophie was in Denmark. So they give us a bit of their story and how that works. So yeah, I need to warn you guys, um, in the episodes, I was coughing. So if you're watching on video, you will see some snapshots of me coughing um, because I was ill that day when I was filming but I had to deliver for you guys so I had to make it work but I just don't know how to edit it out like that so I'm sorry in advance for the coughing but it's a great episode and please don't let that put you off um, the video it's you you don't hear me coughing you just see me on the video so those on audio don't get you don't hear it so it's great for you guys but the ones watching it you'll see my face pop up here and there (laughs) coughing but um yeah i'm super 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 excited and also if you haven't subscribed please do um it will be nice to just be able to notify you as soon as videos do come up every friday so hey let's welcome eddie and sophie
1: hello how are
0: you i'm good how are you guys
1: we're good. Very well. Yeah. Yes. Good, Very good. Good.
0: Good. Um, could you guys just introduce yourselves? How long have you guys been together? Um, how long did you do long long distance for? How did you meet? That kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So we've been together for um four years and a few months, and we actually just got married on kind of our four year anniversary. So we are newlyweds just been married a few months and for this um time of dating the majority has actually been as a uh, long distance yeah. um yeah and we've been doing that for i think three years
1: yeah yeah Maybe
3: three years We when, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: i did visit you for like yeah bigger chunks of time but like it was a total of like three years yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: that's amazing, so when did you guys start dating? How did that start off? How did it all begin? Did you start off long distance or did you start off in the same country and then kind of gradually worked into long distance?
3: Yeah, no, so we actually met in London. So Sophie was there for, it was supposed to be a gap year and then she ended up staying for three years. in bit. So then on her last year, that's where we met, when we met. Um, then we started we started dating and 10 months after that she um left to go back to Denmark where she's from which is where we're at now and we decided to keep going we were just like um we didn't want to break up but we didn't know if it was going to work out but we were both just like well you know there's no point on breaking up now if let's just try and see what happens
2: Yeah. Wow. it's the truth it's true
0: it's true sometimes you just don't know what's gonna happen you just kind of go with the flow and try and work it out as you go along um so from how was like the what was the initial like reaction to doing long distance for both of you Mm, that's a good
2: question I think that what kind of what you touched on before it was like we probably didn't see us doing long distance <clears throat> no. or see ourselves doing that. It was never in the cards or something that you kind of think I want to do a long distance. Um, so when it came, it was, yeah, like, like Eddie said, it was a bit odd to just end the relationship on that note. And so I guess we, yeah, I, I guess we took it very like one step at a time sort of thing.
3: Yeah. Cause none of we, um we hadn't we hadn't had a serious relationship long distance anyway so this was pretty new to us Um, and it was the first year was very much learning curve just really being like we didn't know what to do trying to find out from different people that we kind of knew kind of had done it but um yes it was very much like learning as as we went and um and trying to make it work to be honest that first year
0: was the advice that you got from people who were um who had done it before um did do you think some of those advice helped which ones did you kind of try and then were like okay we need to stay away from that or tried and was like okay this works for us
2: this is really bad I don't remember getting any advice no well
3: I was (laughs) I mean I was the one going like (laughs) asking people that had done it I and mean, it's interesting, I think maybe only a, a handful, maybe less than five people actually are still together. <laughs> so they like they did long distance and then it didn't work out at some point. Um, but it was always trying to get stuff that was gonna help us. I think maybe the only thing that I can remember now on the spot is um, our friends Ben and Naomi they did long distance for half a year and it was in Australia and London. So that's very different from us because we were one hour and a bit away, like a plane ride away. They were, difference was the time zone and um, all of that. But I just remember maybe Ben who's such a great guy. was just like, he always had to make time for that, you know, to call or chat, or even if they were tired, they kind of had to set some, some some things in place because you can't just also one thing that we realize is you can't say oh you know i might go there in two months like you should probably talk about it and then actually make the plan because that's better than just yeah yeah so i think that's that's what i remember maybe from it.
1: so
0: would you say the planning helped a little bit in the beginning and how did how did that help you guys
3: mm. Do you I think do you remember us saying after one year or as the year as the first year long distance was ending, we were like, we should probably see what what worked and what didn't. I think you said that, did you not? And then on the second year we were like, right. Yeah. We have to make some
2: Yeah. I think in many ways the first year was the hardest because it was very trial and error. Um figuring out what worked and what didn't work, and then in other ways kind of the, la- the last year was maybe the hardest because you know you were getting closer and you know we were thinking about or like we knew we wanted to get married at that point so that was hard in, in a, a different way but definitely the first year was like I just think back and I'm like we had no, like, no. no idea
3: no and what then, we were doing. Yeah and then for the second that's when we were like okay actually it works better if we don't just, cause the first year was like, well, I'll go if I find some cheap flights, if I, okay. if I have time, if I, and then on the second year we were like, the maximum that we could go without seeing each other was four weeks. So it was either uh, we had to find something and put something in already at the beginning of the year to go, well, for us, it's really hard if we go past four weeks. If it goes yeah. past four, it just feels like really long, and you don't feel like you see each other, and um, yeah, so that's so that that first year was helpful in seeing that what we needed for each other. Because I know some people would like they need to constantly be in touch, like the whole day they have to text each other, and that's how they kind of build the relationship. Mm. Versus we like we didn't have that, but we then needed to see each other mm. every four weeks. Versus some people could go maybe longer. Mm. So, mm.
2: and I also I can remember now. The first year, Eddie wasn't really keen to take any sort of annual leave when I was in town. He was like, no, well, it's just fine, you know, Saturday and Sunday, and plus Sunday would often be spent at church. So really, it was one night and one day, and that's, that changed. That did change.
3: (laughs) Then I started putting it, yeah.
1: Yeah
0: that's crazy I think uh, as you said for different people it works differently but you have to find what works best for you um is there any thing you would advise someone else who was going through it now that you like you did the first year and it was like completely different and then you went into second year is there anything you would advise someone who's going through a long distance relationship for the first time um what would you advise them
2: I, yeah, I think maybe two things. It's good to have some sort of overview of like, how long is this period gonna be? So I think for us, it was always my undergrad. So three years, which is a long time, but something changes when you have an end date, you know? You can always look forward to that and you can put in milestones, but if you don't have any sort of idea, I think that's gonna be really tricky. So whether that's one year, three months or three years or five, you know, five years maybe, oop, that's a lot. But whatever it is, I think have the kind of knowing when it ends helps. And then also um, something that stuck with me is that a distance kind of distorts reality. So not being with someone, it's easy to then, you know, start um, reading into things or misunderstanding one another, stuff like that so I think just being able to be like okay actually we haven't seen each other that's why we're feeling this way mm-hmm. or maybe that would be me I guess but yeah. I'm feeling this way because I, I haven't spoken to any or um, it's been a long time since we saw one another um, and just kind of a- acknowledging those things yeah
3: yeah I would yeah and then I would probably say yeah make sure you outline that plan like whatever like whatever works for the two people um whether that's like how long you go without seeing each other or like having that agreement and being like okay I'll you know like I don't have enough money to go see you but I'm gonna try and I think if you have an understanding versus being like yes I'll do this I'll do you know like we'll, we'll 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 see what happens that mentality can actually like it can not hurt but it can kind of like slow down the process and then someone can get hurt and all of that but
1: yeah
0: cool cool and during long distance as um Sophie says it can be a little bit distorted how did you guys cope with conflict when that came in because that's I think when you live quite close to someone, you could easily just like either go to them and try and sort something out or make a plan to sort something out. But how was that done when there was distance involved?
1: Yeah.
3: Well, I I think we're very, we need to also say this, we are very different people um, from, each other, so I think the way that I deal with things is very different from the way Sophie deals mm-hmm. with things, and that's something we learned very early on as well. Uh, maybe we didn't accept it, but we learned like we could see why you're not seeing it
1: mm-hmm. the way
3: I'm seeing it, or why you're not. Um, and like the way I would I would deal with it is I would surround myself with people that I can talk to and just go to and be like, "Hey, this is happening. Am I an idiot?" Or like, um, what do you think I should do? And it doesn't mean that I'm gonna take the advice, but it's just good to kind of hear from someone outside of the little bubble to be like, that sounds weird or that sounds right. But maybe have you thought about this other thing? And then what long distance did for us, I think with conflict is it made us talk to each other. There's no, there's literally no other way because if we were together, you could walk away you could um, not wanna talk and just like ignore each other versus the distance because we can't see each other. You could ignore it, but then obviously that wouldn't work. So it's like, you have to talk. So I think from day one, it's always been like, we need to talk about, we need to, we need to talk about it and trying to figure it out.
2: Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Um, yeah, I remember we, we also listened to um, Brené Brown. She was the kind of our, therapist (laughs) through this and she explained the story of her and her husband yeah and it was a particular situation and it doesn't really matter what happened but the point was that she got upset about something and then when she had the chance to speak to him about it she was like I like why you do this it really upset me and she said the story I'm telling myself when you do this is blah 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 and I think the whole thing of like this, the story I'm telling myself um, is this, you know, that's a very good phrase to use. Um, so it doesn't become ac- accusing.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's like, you do this, you do this, but it's like, actually we are different. And that doesn't have anything to do with long distance necessarily. That would have no, been relevant um, either way. But like, this is how I feel when this happens. So I think that's something we learned. Yeah, um as well. And and then and like you I definitely have more of um a tendency to want to speak about absolutely everything. And Eddie's maybe the opposite where you would go to people. So I think mm. you've learned to maybe say more things, and I have learned to say less less. <laughs> um, and sometimes it is very good to just go to your support system and be like oh this is really frustrating and then you find that actually speaking to that person gives you that sort of release and you don't have to um
3: guns blazing
2: damage the relationship yeah for something that is maybe a small thing or something yeah yeah
0: that's so good that's so so good like I feel like you guys just picked on like so many little things in that short amount of time um but how did you guys find your support system like how did you know uh, actually these people are good for to be a support system and these people aren't so good
3: yeah I think for me I personally was like I want to talk to people that have not perfect marriages but people that I can either I've seen how sometimes they've handled things in front of me and sometimes well, how they even speak about their relationship and how they decide to open up to me about it, then I go, that's interesting. Like, I wanna be like that. I wanna learn how to do that. So it's just kind of seeing around me being like, who do I actually trust and value? And, you know, I, uh, cause yeah, cause I know I think growing up and having other friends and and seeing that relationships aren't perfect. And that's not what, Uh, you know you you should be after you should be after a relationship that both people want to make it work so um that's kind of how I decided these are the people that I want to go to because I can see how they handle things and talk about
1: each other
2: yeah I think as well as an important key to sometimes you have to be the first person to be vulnerable because um, those people that you can maybe observe that you're like, actually, I look up to them or they they have a lot of wisdom. Um, they wouldn't necessarily go there with you unless you first open up. So I think it's also been that matter. And I think yeah. you've been really good at encouraging me, Eddie, in that, that sometimes you have to go or I have to go and be like, I need to just be vulnerable with a friend. And um, it's not nice always to open up and when things are not perfect, because I think I I don't I guess I grew up with the thinking of like if you want to be with someone that it needs to be perfect. Like surely you should be bigger and
1: yeah, because I had stuff, the different
2: You were completely different. So I think um, yeah, opening up and figuring out. I remember we had maybe one of our first arguments. First year. Sure. Yeah, when we were still in the same city, um, I felt like, no, this is wrong. We need to end this. Uh, and I spoke to a friend and she's like, no, like, me and my partner, like, we bicker every day.
3: Not just partner, husband, me and my husband. Then they- then Not they, at
2: the time, no, oh. no. But right. anyway, now they're happy married. marry. But yeah. it's just, that was kind of like, oh my God, okay. So I think by being vulnerable and open to people, um, that expands your view and then going back to the support system. Sometimes if you give a little, you you can discern what comes back, you know? And mm-hmm. if that's not good or uh, constructive, then you probably won't do it again. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. That's awesome. Um, so let's fast forward now. So you guys are now married. Um, living together, and Eddie's moved over to <laughs> to Copenhagen. Um, how did that all come about? Like, how did you guys even make that decision of how things were going to move? And
3: honestly, that wasn't the that wasn't the original plan. The original plan was after she's done with that, maybe doing her masters in the UK. Through Denmark, somehow finding a way that it could happen because then I was the one with a job, and Sophie was working, so it was just like career-wise. You're
1: studying, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what? what? You said I was working. Oh, sorry. I, you do were work, I do work. I do
3: work part time. but that was like your main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, we like we kind of had chats about the career and kind of like also moving to a different country would mean like starting over it's it's another language um yeah and like most of our friends in common were from London or are from London um so that made sense and then and then 2020 happened but even coming up to our last year of um long distance we were starting to have conversations and Sophie was interested in doing a master's and was kind of like we're like would you be open to it and I was a bit hesitant I'm not gonna lie to do that and then 2020 happened and then um because I was then put on furlough and you know the world was upside down um we were getting married I mean this the whole thing was really stressful in terms of getting married and then closer to the summer i think before july right when i came we had talked about it and we said maybe the best thing to do would be moving to denmark now as denmark didn't have that like was a bit more normal than the rest of the world because they were doing things right um and um yeah so i think a lot of small factors just started to make more sense doors were opening and shutting like my work then decided a lot of people was going to leave the company and Mm -hmm. i was one of them Mm -hmm. so it was kind of made it easier to go you know what because we don't know what's going to happen maybe now is the right time to do this to do this massive move is like what do we have to lose um so that was when we decided, yeah, we're gonna, on top of getting married abroad during a pandemic, let's also move countries.
1: Yeah, yeah. were you guys and-
0: going to get married abroad beforehand anyway? Yeah, that the plan, okay,
3: always had the original date for it, date, yeah, the date, the original date that we got married was always there.
2: Oh, like. Not from the beginning of our relationship. No, 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 not, I was no, like, no. I didn't like, no, no, no. That sounds insane. No. If she this works said, out, do you want to get married on the tenth of September? No, she just said, <laughs> she just asked
3: about um like if if the plan was always to get married abroad, and then I said yes, it was. The date had never changed. It was always the date that we set, but back in December
2: last year. Yeah, and then, but even even before we got engaged, we had also talked about getting married abroad. In fact, we actually talked about that on our very first date. Not us getting married, but just that it would be cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
3: the way you tell this story I makes mean, it sound like we did, true. which we didn't.
2: remember you told I don't me that you want to get married. In, you told me you would want to get married abroad. I think I said abroad.
3: We were at an Italian restaurant. You had that restaurant.
2: wedding coming up. And we were yeah. at, anyway. Anyways. It was kind of in the cards and we were very like fortunate. and. and that, like Eddie said, the date, the location, everything <clears throat> um, didn't change throughout the whole coronavirus season. So we were able to go ahead, even though it was the most stressful time. Yeah. So, Emma! So. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: How did you guys
0: navigate through that? Because Corona was an- another level of stress for everyone. Oh did- but like planning a wedding, moving countries. It was...
3: Like, honestly, honestly insane because the we had actually gone to see our venue in march we had always said that we were gonna yeah. that so that date was set maybe in january we were like well we need to see the venue because we booked it in december without seeing it so we we're like okay let's go see it in march yeah. so we go so literally the week the like week leading days. up to the day no the, the like leading up to us flying oh. the news were like the virus has gone to Italy and we're like, the okay, north, the, the north, north of, of Italy. Italy. So we were like, okay, well, we're going to the south. Um, so it should be fine. Flights were still happening. And then we came back. You came back to London. We had a chat. Um, and then you flew back to Denmark. The, that week, Denmark decided to close their...
2: No, no, no. First off, the, literally the day after I got back, two days after we got back, Italy shuts their borders Wow! and then a few days after Denmark Denmark shuts shuts their borders Um, so that in like within itself is like we would not have been able to get to get married in Italy had we not gone that particular weekend or obviously before Um, because then we wouldn't have had any idea about the catering or the venue or anything like that so yeah. It's a miracle.
3: And then, yeah, and then after that, we didn't see each other for three and a half months because her borders were closed, weren't opening. Um, We were obviously in London stuck um, in our homes. And then when they decided to open, I came over and stayed for three weeks, didn't I? Four weeks. Four weeks. And then that's when I came back and we were like, all right, we need to start now planning my move and still planning the wedding and then still trying to figure out are the borders going to close again? Are we going to be able to fly? Are guests even interested in coming? We were literally just, everything was like, it was like five balls and you're trying to juggle them. Yeah,
2: but going back to the question, how did we navigate through that? I don't, it, like, honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't thought through. It was literally a day by day situation it
3: was and i mean and- i like i don't like i don't think anyone knew no how to
1: nav-
3: how to navigate life anyways even like yeah. with work and you're like do i look for another job do i not like you know am i gonna be okay is my family okay so i feel like we like we didn't know so the, the only thing that we could do i was always like let's just wait and see instead of making a decision based on emotion because Sophie was, uh, and I can totally understand how it can, it, it is very nerve-wracking to just be like, um, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's giving me sh- like a stressful time. And then you just want to go, let's just not do it. It's just easier. But then knowing that the fruit of it would be so mm-hmm. good. So yeah, we would ju- it was just a lot of conversation between the two of us.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: And this was like the first time since the first year, which you guys had three months between you. How did you guys navigate through that with everything? Because it was all of a sudden you're no longer seeing each other every four weeks. It's
1: now yeah. three was, and a half months. That was the first time ever that we. That was the longest
2: time, yeah. Without seeing each other for for that long, um,
1: yeah.
2: It. I think it was very hard. And at, at that point we were engaged. So it like, honestly, it was really hard. My emotional health was up in the air. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think if I can take one positive thing out of it, it was that it kind of, well, I chose to be like, what am I grateful for? So, you know, even at that point we're like, okay, even if we just get married, we're grateful for that. You know, (laughs) even if we can just be together, we're grateful for that versus, you know, kind of before, and I guess you kind of do drift back a little bit to that, but before you're like, oh, I must have the perfect wedding and everything needs to be perfect. This, when it actually did happen our wedding, it, it was like, we're just so grateful. And it doesn't have to be perfect because the fact that we're here is already a massive gift. So I think that's kind of what we had to choose to do and be like, I'm so grateful that Eddie had um, great friends in his life that that he was surrounded by. I was very grateful. I went to um, stay with my family. or my parents and my two siblings did the same. So we had a very like unique experience of living together again after so many years. I was grateful for that you know so I think it was literally about finding the positive things but it was it was in our separate lives at that point obviously we spoke a lot but it was it was very very hard I think
3: yeah and I think it's so interesting as well because it is our last year of being before you get married you don't want to think back and you're like I was miserable throughout because of this so it's kind of like like you said, just trying to be okay, what are the good things, and just keep moving, I don't know, it was, it was literally a decision of just, yeah, choosing to be okay, and choosing to be like, because I was here, I mean, I was in the UK, and I was just like, even though I, I couldn't really see my friends, and I had housemates, and that was good just actually spending time with them or not or just being like, I'm just gonna read a book, I'm just gonna like walk. Cause sometimes we didn't really have a lot to say. Like, what happened to you? Oh, nothing. What happened? I mean, nothing. So <laughs> then you're like, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think after COVID, a lot of people are are going to take away like gratitude as one thing that they need to practice more often. And I think that's what COVID's probably taught. To- taught most people um which is great and it's great to hear that you guys managed to do that all in your separate lives whilst you're trying to like weave it into your relationship as well which is great um so like parents meeting the parents for the first time and all these kinds of things how did that all happen because it's it is you guys were doing long distance so there had to be some sort of traveling in between all those yeah. things, so how did you guys do that?
3: Well, I'll go first, cause mine is really nice. <laughs> um, I met, so the first person I met was, her mom came over to London with her sister, right? And those were the two people I met, and I was very nervous to meet her mom, oh. because she seemed very like regal, and like very like, just very, very nice, and I was just like, yeah, I don't wanna mess this up, because, you know, I don't wanna get her, Cause you know the quiet ones are like the ones you need to you know worry about so i was like oh gosh but it went really lovely and then a few months after that i met your dad
2: yeah then you came to yes visit them. and then i came yeah. to
3: visit them and he was just like from the get-go like arms open hugged me it was like so nice to meet you went over stayed with them um so the very very lovely in-laws like uh, yeah I love them so we're, we're very good actually so we're nice I like them. I like my in-laws
2: think you get on with my
1: siblings as well yeah
3: like... yeah I get on with her brother and her sister really well as well I think her sister and I are very similar and I like to like wind up
1: the brother to
2: the extent <laughs> where I'm uncomfortable I'm like oh no it's my siblings um but yeah I think I have amazing in-laws too they're so so sweet and lovely but the first encounter was um rather interesting
3: it was awkward <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: that was in London as well they came to town and um we went out for dinner and we were th- like you and I arrived first yeah like, even then um they, they came in and like obviously you kind of say hi and do a bit of
1: small talk.
3: But then mind you, my parents are Brazilian who live in France who don't really speak English very well, even though they used to live in England, they kind of moved away ages ago in there, and they speak French be- better than they speak English. Okay. So there's a lot of cultural and language barriers already up.
0: Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I knew that. So I was probably expecting more of like a quiet like laid back conversation where maybe I would have to lead and ask a lot of questions but anyway it hadn't been uh very long before um like we sat down we hadn't ordered yet and Eddie's dad literally said to me um so Sophie what are your intentions with my son and I'm like okay a date real quick (laughs) In this question, I'm not gonna lie but let me answer. No. Uh, so that was quite funny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I think he so, was trying to be funny, make a joke but also kind of like be not serious but kind of mean it but I, yeah. I just think he got really confused and read the yeah. whole thing wrong.
2: Yeah but I, I actually like we haven't met now obviously that we live in Denmark, um, you've seen my family a lot more yeah. but even before that we hadn't been together um. so, like, a crazy amount, but I think because when we did see each other's parents, we stayed with them, and because you know, when you stay with some, you, someone, you kind of get to know them better, don't you, because you kind of, you know, you're with each other in the evening, like, yeah. in your pee days, in yeah. the morning when you've just woken up, and so I think I, we feel very close to each other's families, even though yeah. we haven't actually seen them that, that many much. times, but because we've had really quality time when we've been together and even our families only met at our wedding which yeah. is insane and not what we had wanted but no. that worked out great too and they text each other now so. each other. <laughs> it's
0: like a family group chat now <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I think sometimes it does get a little bit overwhelming. You could either have one or two ways. You, everyone loves everyone, or like there's a bit of tension and no one knows how to deal with it properly. Um, but yeah, that sounds. It is. It is intense though when you don't really know what's how to manage it. But well, it sounds like you both had different experiences, but in the end, because you had because you have each other as well.
1: Yeah, and they know yeah. it's something
0: real it, they kind of yeah. just go with it don't they like they know that well my son's not going to pick someone who isn't going to be good for them and my daughter's not going to pick someone who's yeah not good for them so there's always going to be that like balance kind of thing which is awesome um so last question um and i'm gonna start wrapping up now just because of time um but the last question we did have is um how do you guys think um what did you learn about um, love in your relationship so when we say love we mean learning to be open vulnerable and empathetic so what did you guys learn in your love journey about being open being vulnerable and being being empathetic
3: Mm -hmm. i think that's really good because that's something i wasn't very good at like being open about my feelings and, like, being open about how, how, um, and having empathy, actually, something that she's really good at. Her empathy levels are huge. Mine are, like, not that huge. And, um, I am very much, if I ask a question and someone doesn't answer it to me, in my head, I'm like, well, uh, you know, if you, like, if you wanted to talk to me about it, you would have said it. Versus, it's actually a follow-up question would be nice. And, like, just realizing that sometimes it takes a little while for the person to be, oh, they're generally interested or they generally care. Um, so I think in love, I probably found that I wasn't as open and to for our relationship to work, I had to um, learn to have empathy, learn to, ha- learn to be open and embrace like feelings um, that I normally wouldn't, them out i think that's been something great and 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 probably as well the biggest thing is communication which i think you need it in any relationship whether that's like your friends or your family or your spouse or your girlfriend your boyfriend like you need communication you need to be able to speak to each other because you're going to be spending the rest of your lives together if you don't know how to um and that's something that at least we look we had from the beginning or like we had to not like we were like, oh, we're great at it, but we have to.
2: Oh, and we still do.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's still a journey. This love
2: journey continues.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: And I think for me, it's like going um, on of uh, what Eddie said about me being empathetic. I think it's easy to, when you maybe are quite empathetic or um, whatever you are, to expect other people to be the same. So then, If um, I didn't maybe receive that back from Eddie, that would hurt me a lot, or it it will hurt me a lot because it can still happen. And I think understanding or learning for me that love is not, obviously, but thought and action are two different things. So really understanding that love is not based on on what I get, but it's like okay, let me try to focus on what I can give um to my partner and also coming to terms with that we are all different and that's incredible and the way I am is not the one right way to be and like Eddie shouldn't be like me to to deserve my love and it's actually a gift that we are different and we can learn from each other so I think that's yeah something that I have mm. learned and I'm learning and
0: that's amazing, guys. That's so amazing. Thank you so much for being so open on this podcast as well. Because I think so many more people can learn that like there's issues in relationships, but with communication, with the openness, the vulnerability, the empathy, those things can be ironed out. It's not just uh it's yeah. not what I think it should be like. So I'm not gonna do it that way. Um, but yeah, you 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 have those conversations and it makes life a lot easier when you're both um learning and you're willing to learn about the other person and willing to take on certain things that aren't so like aren't which are a little bit foreign to you but to the other person is just normal um but yeah thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and um do you guys have any um like Instagram or Facebook or anywhere that people can reach out to you if they wanted to or anything that you wanted to promote
3: I mean I guess we could if they wanted to reach out on like on Instagram and if they have any questions about long distance I'm sure we we don't mind helping out and chatting to them um do you want us to say it now as well or is it going to be somewhere <laughs> uh,
0: you can say it and then I'll put it in the show notes as well
3: yeah, so it's um, at Eddie underscore Russia, R-O-C-H-A underscore.
2: And I am at Sophie Ramlov, which is R A M L O V.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs>